0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash
1: loss.
2: Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Is America really excited about a big, boring speech interrupted by applause every three seconds with those cheap um, lines designed to get applause? The State of the Union is tonight. Uh, I have no interest. None. Zero. Uh, I will, the only way I can get into it is if I live tweet and say obnoxious stuff throughout the speech about the speech. Uh, I I do love the instant feedback and the fury of a lot of liberals. Look, um, a couple of things everyone is saying right now, well, this is it, he's he's, he's gearing up for his reelection. He's not gearing up for his reelection. They're letting him have this moment, this artificial, uh, phony moment that somehow Joe is on top. He is on top, and there's peace and prosperity, and we're, it's, it's all a little bit of a game to let him think that he is a good president. Now, you can't—he doesn't pass the straight-face test, all right? He doesn't pass the—remember the, the straight-face test? Nobody can put him forward and say, this is the best we've got. This can stop Donald Trump, and that's what they're obsessed with, right? Stopping Donald Trump. 82-year-old Joe is a lot worse than the 78-year-old Joe, all right? He's not going to make it. In addition, you know, he's corrupt. He has no integrity. Um, he's greedy, and he's stupid, okay? Uh, the, all the commentary, though, well, he's, he's gearing up to run for re-election. It's not going to happen. Again, the straight-face test. Uh, Obama's mad at him. Susan Rice is mad at him. So at some point, and it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be anytime soon. It could be, It could be in October. It could be really down the road. You don't have to go out and campaign the way you used to, um, unless you're an unknown. But the Democrats will coalesce immediately behind somebody else. I I think it might just be Michelle Obama. It doesn't really matter. It does like, whoever they pick, they will fall in line. The only person I will say will not be, I'm going to predict who it will not be, because a lot of cutesy people out there love to say, oh, I'm so intrigued by Pete Buttigieg. You know, he was in the military. You know he's gay. Oh, my goodness gracious. He speaks 18 languages. He doesn't, by the way. He, he It's a little trick. He learned how to say hello in 18 different languages, and the fake news falls for it every time. Uh, so it's not – and we you know why it's not going to be him? Because – well, because the thing he's got going for him is the thing he has going against him, uh, the gay part. Uh, I don't care. He certainly seems to care a lot about that. Political reporters really seem to care a lot about that, but – um, the folks in South Carolina, it rubs them the wrong way. It doesn't rub me the wrong way. I could care less. In fact, I could see there were plenty of gay people I wouldn't mind uh, president on our side. You know, Peter Thiel is actually a great man and uh, is uh, on our side, and I, I do believe he happens to, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, who's the other guy? Rick Grinnell. Fantastic. I could see him as president someday. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, Edge, however, will not get through the uh, South Carolina primary. Even if it's rigged, even it's rigged. Uh, conservative black Democrats have a problem with his orientation. So uh, it's not going to be him. Whatever. Is there anything else? Do, do we? There's going to be enough nauseating uh, predictions about the speech. Uh, there will be plenty of lies. I don't know if he's going to talk about China. We'll talk about China and that stupid balloon. Uh, how about that? The Biden administration was beat by a balloon, okay? Um, And America is getting beaten by weed, marijuana. I can't believe it. I just, you know, first of all, it's everywhere. It is, the aroma is ubiquitous, ubiquitous as in everywhere, right? It's everywhere you go. But I am surprised at some of the people I see smoking that weed. It's one thing if you're a teenager. It's one thing if you're homeless. It's one thing if you're some derelict Uh, But I'm starting to see. I saw a couple of guys who work for the phone company. You know the guys who go down in the manhole? They were smoking weed. Uh, I just passed a, I I guess she was 60 years old, a 60-year-old woman smoking marijuana on the street. Uh, Who else was out there? I just, this is really dangerous. I got to tell you, I'm looking up countries right now. This is a, I believe that I'm in a drug-free environment right at this moment. I can't smell it. But if this is the way we're going... I got to look up countries that uh, totally disallow drugs. Let me know the countries. Saudi Arabia, we'll go there. I I can't have this. I can't raise my girls in an environment where they're encouraged to smoke weed uh, at the age of 11. I know people were smoking weed uh, a long time ago. I saw kids do it in high school. I actually didn't do it in high school. I did it once in college. I did it like twice when I was in my 30s and once when I was in my 40s, all right? Like five times in my life. Horrible, 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 horrible stuff. And now it's 10 times worse. And it's a gateway drug. And I do believe, believe it or not, (laughs) a lot of folks in the 1980s, some crazy people, I thought they were crazy, thought that drugs uh, was a CIA plot to uh, eradicate black people. You can look it up. It's actually uh, Howard Kurtz from the Washington Post did a big story on this. There are lots of folks felt this way. Uh, Louis Farrakhan, friend of Obama, is convinced it was all a CIA plot. Now, I I I can't speak to that. I was I I was not. You know, I was in my I was I was in the eleventh grade, but I can tell you right now, I think this is a plot to tear apart, uh, to make us obedient, to make us compliant, go with the flow, right? I mean, it would be great if you're an authoritarian, if you want to take over a population, would it help you or hurt you if everybody was, do you want them alert and aware and hypersensitive and engaged and working hard? Or do you want them checked out, zoned out and lazy? I mean, and your goal is not a peace and prosperity for all. Your goal is keeping power. I think most authoritarians would want the checked out zoned out uh, group right uh very much so uh that's that's something to i don't know what is what are the countries where it's totally banned? I'm not going to China I'm not going there um but I don't think it's a kind of a global thing. There are some countries in the middle east i right I can't go maybe I'll just go off the grid we'll go off the grid um I can't. I can't have that. I can't have that. Can you? What would you do? What would you do if you were me? You know, I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old, and I'm I'm becoming worried to death about the um, the world they're growing up in. Right? I know I sound like uh, parents of yesteryear, but I do think that uh, the threat. What do the libs like to say? This is an existential threat. This is something. Uh, this is something like we've never seen before. And all right. All right. I'm not going to watch that. Hey, remember this? The the China balloon? We don't know what was on it. And it could have been some really bad, uh, harmful stuff. This is Blaine Holt, a guy I like a lot. He's a retired Air Force general. He comes on Newsmax all the time. Listen to what he said could have been on that balloon. Cut 46.
3: I'm much, much more concerned about the the blind trust that we placed in this thing, not having an electromagnetic magnetic pulse capability, some sort of biological weapons on board. What were we thinking, allowing this thing to come over our nuclear missile fields when we couldn't 100 percent assure ourselves of intent? We couldn't possibly know what was on board that thing and what the risk would be to our ability to defend ourselves.
1: Great point, General. We have no idea. We still have no idea. And the stunning lack of leadership that we saw from Joe Biden. I know he's talking a tough game now, right? He's really tough, 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 tough. Once it was successfully shot down, Joe was prepared to say this. Cut 43, please. Order the
4: Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible.
1: As soon as possible, which was whenever you get around to it. And he only said that after the, you know, this is uh, the way Washington works. The, the principle, the president is never to stick their neck out if there's any possible chance of failure, right? Everybody's got to agree to it first. The swamp comes together, they sign letters and then uh, agreements, letters of understanding. And then, you know, the president and uh, some big shot in another country come together and, and make it all official, right? Then it's ratified. They just come in window dressing, ceremonial. That's the world Joe Biden comes from. He can't. He could not say, shoot it down ahead of time, because who knows? Maybe that would have not gone well. Who knows? There could have been a mistake. Who knows? I mean, it's really a no-brainer. And they should have shot it down in a different way, by the way. They should not have used a missile. They could have used bullets, and they could have deflated the damn thing. And you know those, uh, what do they keep saying, the three buses, the three school buses? We could actually have those things intact. And please, you military analysts... With the, it was better to shoot it down over water, not because of a lack of population, people, but because somehow the water was softer. The water was. Are you guys in fourth grade? I mean, this it doesn't work that way. The water's like concrete. I mean, the water is it just. It's like solid ground when you're falling from sixty thousand feet. All right. Anyway, the whole country was waiting and uh, very eager. You'll remember late last week. What the hell is going on? And this is what Joe and Kamala, you knew about it, I knew about it, Joe and Kamala knew about it, but they wouldn't talk about it. Instead, they partied down. Cut 48, please. Cut 48.
5: There is no one more clear about what he stands for and who he fights for than our president, Joe Biden.
1: Who, the, who would ever be so happy? The China balloon is over America. Four more years. My Do these people? Be- Joe
4: Biden. I'm Joe Biden's
1: husband. <laughs> you get it? He's the president of the United States, but he's, he's, just, he's, but he's really proud of that. He's Jill's husband. <laughs> now, that may have worked um, in Scranton maybe even Harrisburg, but cut the crap. There's a communist balloon hanging all over. Maybe he didn't care because it wasn't over Philadelphia. He's that silly. And he wouldn't do anything about it because he is compromised. Oh, yes, he is. When you have a son who is this deep in with the Chinese, and is this deep or what? Listen to all the convoluted stuff that Hunter Biden got mixed up in. This is like in 2018. It's not that long ago. His dad is gearing up for president. Cut 41. Hunter, uh, he's yelling at somebody. Listen to this. Cut 41.
6: I have another New York Times reporter calling about my representation of the, literally, Dr. Patrick Co., the spy chief of China, who started the company that my partner, who was worth $323 billion, found it. It is now missing. The richest man in the world is missing. Who was my partner? He was missing since I last saw him in his $58 million apartment and signed a $4 billion deal to big, build the largest LNG port in the world.
1: Wow. He really is kind of annoyed that he's not getting a cut at all that action. He really is. Annoyed. He's just... Everything: fifty-eight million dollar apartment, four billion dollar LNG port, uh, the richest man in the world, three hundred sixty billion. What about the spy chief? Did you hear the thing about the spy chief? If your son is in that deep with these characters, and the New York Times is writing about it, you're nervous. You're a nervous. You're a, you're a nervous nilly. And when that country chooses to float a balloon, I think you're just going to suck it up and and take it. And not shoot it down until it gets <laughs> done with its mission. Hey, regarding that New York Times um, story that they were doing on Hunter, well, it finally came out. And you know who was sitting by his computer biting his nails? Joe Biden. And right after it came out, December 12, 2018, he gets on the phone to call Hunter. And we have the voicemail because Hunter was uh, busy. Cut 42, please. Cut 42.
7: Hey, pal, it's Dad. It's 8.15 um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Not, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least if they're not online, it's going to be printed tomorrow in the Times. was good. I make you clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you.
1: It. It's interesting. He's leaving a taped message. And Joe, being a politician, knows that it's on the record. You know, in its own way, that's on the record. Hey, pal, no big deal. Just give me a call. I know there's a front page story in the New York Times. I've read it already. You're going to be okay. I love you. 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 That's not the way my father and I talk when some in a situation like that. Hey, the time story is out. Call me. Hey, we need to talk. Hey, call. Yeah, we say I love you like once a year. <laughs> I am I, voicemail. I mean, I just like, I love my dad, but, we you a know, smother you. We got a problem right now. Let's talk. <laughs> I mean, am I being too cynical? Can I hear that one more time? Isn't this the New York Times just wrote a devastating account of your family's finances with our enemy, China? And this is, uh, well, they dodged a bullet because the the story, as embarrassing as it was, held back. Because they defer, they defer to power. One more time, cut forty-two.
7: Hey, Palace Dad, it's eight fifteen um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Nothing not urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article released the if they on online It's going to be printed tomorrow in the Times was good. I think you clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. uh.
1: That's a very strange family. I'll be right back.
2: Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: They're back with that idea of legalized gambling in New York City. I really hate gambling. I don't want to sound like a, a pilgrim or anything like that. Uh, here I am about weed and now gambling, but gambling is horrible. You know, you got to ask the people who run gambling, uh, the people from the gaming association, all the executives ask any of those guys if they gamble. They don't. They know you can't win. You can't win. You can't win at gambling. I hear they're going to bet the $16 billion on the uh, Super Bowl. What a bunch of chumps. I'm sorry. And I'm sick of, like, sitting around wasting my time watching these guys get paid, get in shape, exercise, while we destroy ourselves (laughs) watching it. Maybe that's a little much. But uh, gambling, and I've been there, man. Did I ever tell you about the time I was gambling? Uh, they had a casino in Mississippi, not far from the military base where I was flying, uh, learning how to fly jets. And we would, used to go to this. It was in Philadelphia, Mississippi. And one time I was up—I can't stand it when I think about it. I was up like it's pretty damn close to thirty thousand dollars, and I went back down to negative three hundred bucks. It was just—I'll—I'll I'll stop at fifty. It was just the stupidest, craziest. My, I was depressed. I couldn't, and I, ne- I never gambled again. You can have plenty of fun in a casino if you're not gambling. Um, although that's that's problem. You probably just stay away from the casinos. I know the jobs. These jobs aren't great jobs. You know, you don't be want to be a blackjack dealer. Sorry to the blackjack dealers out there. I mean, do, is it really healthy? I know we got some people who uh, work down there at Atlantic City, but uh I, don't, I' i I'm sorry I don't like it I, I don't like it at all do you like it it's no way to it's it's just not not no 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 hey Trump started a lot of casinos ask him did he ever ever gamble I mean at the table I knew he gambled in life took plenty of risks plenty of where where the payoff was big where there was a chance to win I would bet money <laughs> I would bet money he never betted at the table all right sorry one moment.
2: Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So they got a guy who shot the cop.
1: A suspected a suspect is under arrest in the shooting of an off-duty NYPD officer who is now fighting for his life after an attempted robbery in Brooklyn over the weekend. Randy Jones is suspected of shooting 26-year-old off-duty NYPD officer Adid Faez in the head. Charges against him are pending. Now, officials say Officer Fayez remains in grave condition. Yikes, at Brookdale Hospital. Uh, Jones was taken into custody on Monday at the Days Inn Hotel in Nanuet, where he had been hiding out along with a female companion. He was taken into custody with a wounded officer's handcuffs and was taken to the 75th Precinct, expected to be charged with attempted murder of the officer. I, I love that tradition, by the way. They do that sometimes with the officer's handcuffs, you know? Uh, we wanted him to know what we what he did to that officer, Chief of Detective James Essig said. I think it sends a powerful message. Five children, also in the hotel room, from ages six months to eleven years old, were removed by. What the hell were they doing there? The woman was not charged. Charges against Jones are pending. Um, hmm. All right. This guy has a bit of a record. Whoa. Has at least three prior arrests, including one in 2014 for strangulation. I've never heard of anybody charged, can you be charged with strangulation? I've never, I mean, it's horrible. Police are also looking into several Facebook Marketplace robberies to see whether he was involved. So this cop and his brother, they were going to sell a car, right? They were, they'd be, well, we've got to wish our very best to Officer Adid Faez. Adid Faez, that sounds like it could be of uh, Middle Eastern descent. Yeah, you, you do know uh, that the police department is majority non-white. It's interesting. Tell that to all the liberals who keep saying, "Oh, it's all white supremacists." White supremacy, Memphis, white supremacy, right? My days of wearing a fancy watch are over. Not that it was very fancy, but it was a pretty decent watch. And uh, did you hear? Uh, there's this. This is the biggest thing in the world right now. Buying and selling Rolex watches. They have uh, TikTok and Instagram videos all day long. These things used to be, you know, (laughs) know, like uh, 58-year-old banking executives are into watches and maybe a couple of fighter pilots. It wasn't a big, big market. And now everybody's doing it, you know, rap guys, uh, just uh, high school kids. These are the ultimate status symbols. And there are these videos where they buy and sell the watches. I was watching one of them. And then I just clicked over to the newspaper. It was on the front page of the New York Times. This guy, this is so viral. People love watching it. Uh, the, the haggle over the price of a watch. I saw a guy sell a Rolex Submariner for 8000 They were hagg- haggling over 100 bucks. It was kind of interesting. The guy was like, well, it's got a scratch here. And he wanted 8100 And the guy said, uh, no, I'll give you 8000 not a penny more. And somehow they agreed to 8100 but police are looking for the gunman who shot a jewelry store worker in an attempted robbery in Brooklyn. The NYPD says the man entered the AM and jewelry on 5th Avenue and 49th Street in Sunset Park around 155 on Sunday. Demanded property inside. Surveillance video showed him firing the gun, grazing a 24-year-old employee in the torso. And then I heard of another case where a guy was accosted on the street. Uh, for his Rolex watch, what happens is, and I don't want to cast aspersions on any restaurant workers, but sometimes the waiters or somebody in the restaurant, not the waiters, somebody in the restaurants, who knows? Who, who? I've been told this happens. They scope it out, and they notice who's wearing a nice watch, and then they tell their friend, okay, this guy's coming out at some point. Get him. Some of these watches are ludicrous. Uh, you can get a Casio watch. What's the cheapest Casio watch you can get? I mean, the cheapest one is probably 15 bucks. On average, they're probably about 80 to 90 bucks, And they keep better time than a Rolex. I've always found that amazing. Why? <laughs> Everybody knows they keep better time. Some of these GPS watches, they cost you a couple of hundred bucks. But, okay, perfect time, perfect time a Rolex is <laughs> it's either fast it's either slow to get it fixed it costs 3000 bucks it really is kind of insane but people uh people still line up for the watches and um uh hey remember this it's a big 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 lie i thought it would be have been debunked by now because secretary of state uh, who pompeo even mark esper john bolton all these guys who can't stand trump have come out and said it is a total lie uh, what you're being told that this is something that happened under uh, President Trump, like three times. Let's see here. Where is it? Here we go. Yeah, this this happened before. Oh, this is not new. It's uh, it happened three times under President Trump. That's what the Biden people do. That's what that's their safe space. That's their happy space. Oh, it's not us. Look at Trump. We're good. He's bad. Cut forty-seven.
6: The Pentagon says that they know of the Chinese doing this at least four other times previously, once at the beginning of the Biden administration, three times during the Trump
2: administration.
5: Well, the Pentagon has since disclosed that it's apparently happened four times before.
2: We should remember that this is now ha- known to have happened under the Trump administration multiple times.
4: And and, and we're, we're also told, by the way, that, uh, that this happened three times under the previous president. Obviously, there were no public notifications there.
1: Well, I... Uh, This is a total and complete lie. A total and complete lie. Public notifications. You know what? It's the public who found this balloon. Yes, the government didn't tell us, but the public, we figured it out for ourselves. All those good people in Montana, you could see the damn thing from the ground. And they took out their cameras. Um, But what do they call it? The suspension, the willing suspension of disbelief. Listen to this guy. His name is uh, Mike Memoli, and he's on MSNBC. And he's like a junior press aide for Joe Biden all the time. And he actually says, I mean, it's one thing to report what officials are saying, but he takes it a step further. Okay, again, the whole notion, the pushback from the Biden administration, because they obviously screwed this up. And with that in mind, before I get to the Mike Memoli, this is Leon Panetta. He was a, uh, you remember Leon Panetta? He was a congressman, then the CIA director, then the uh, defense secretary he got those jobs from obama by the way cut 51 what do you think about this leon
7: if we were aware of the balloon uh, i think we should have taken steps uh, to prevent it from entering our airspace uh, and i'm not sure that we should have allowed it uh, to simply cross over the country uh, cross over uh, what were obviously sensitive military sites i i don't i don't see the logic of that
1: yeah nobody does good for you leon Now, apologize for that dopey letter you signed giving Joe Biden cover for the laptop. (laughs) He signed the letter saying it was Russia disinformation. So when a guy like him starts to crack, Joe's in trouble. Somewhat in trouble. Yes, I know. It doesn't look that way, but people in the know know. Now, this guy isn't in the know. He just repeats the spin that he's... He does it with such enthusiasm, though. Uh, Cut 53, MSNBC reporter making excuses for Joe Biden... And then bringing it back to Trump. Trump just didn't care about spy balloons. That's why he couldn't see any. Cut 53. Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor, was speaking at a summit here earlier today. And he actually
3: said the reason we know about this now is because from the very early days of the Biden administration, the president directed his national security team hit the intelligence community to be more vigilant about Chinese espionage efforts, including those over American soil. Sullivan essentially saying that one reason why the Trump administration didn't know about these surveillance balloons that occurred during his administration was because they weren't looking for them, that this is all a result of President Biden, who has been very closely a student of the U.S.-China relationship for decades, especially in the ten, last 10 years since he first met with Xi Jinping. Is that
1: preposterous or what? And we weren't looking for him. We have radars and sonars and machines that are constantly twenty four hours a day. Since the nineteen fifties, we've been looking for this stuff. I showed a bunch of pictures on my um, on my Newsmax show last night. NORAD, the NORAD is a tricky abbreviation. It doesn't North American Aerospace Defense. I think it stands for that. Yeah, and um, you ever see the movie War Games? Uh, with Matthew Broderick, or what was the other one, uh, Doctor Strangelove? I found real pictures of real uh, the, the real NORAD room where they track all this stuff, but it also makes for great movies. Cut fifty-two, please. Cut fifty-two. War games.
2: Phone rings. I have seven.
0: Correction eight. That's eight red birds two degrees past apogee. Better get the old
2: man down here. Over there we have Soviet missile warning. Check for malfunction and report confidence. Rejected target areas no red region See? five two six. It's automatic.
1: We've had these systems suffer decades. I know that's a movie. A Matthew Broderick movie. But uh, it still happened that way. Uh, Sandra, welcome back, New Jersey. Uh, how are you?
5: Oh, I'm okay. How are you today?
1: Fine. What's up?
5: Well, I wanted to share with you two things. My friend from Philadelphia, who doesn't agree with me on politics, agrees with you on so many things that she bought your book.
3: Is this scratchy?
1: Do you hear the scratchy? Is that on? Uh, wait, hold on. Is that us or you? What's going on? That's uh, us. Can you hear
5: me better now?
1: No hello no what's going on with the scratches i don't know i can't stand it anymore is is somebody tapping her phone there's a weird scratching Sandra. it makes me very uncomfortable can you hear me
5: yeah all right do me a favor
1: call back i don't like the scratching call back okay please i gotta hang up on you now call back call back yeah it was definitely on her line man i can't oh gosh wait wait a second we'll know when we take the next call uh, let's try uh Ed up there in Middletown. Ed, Ed,
5: Hi, how you doing?
1: It's gone. It's gone. All right, good. Yeah, Sandra, I think okay. she's had a problem with her phone.
5: What's up? I'm happy to hear it. I mean, I I, I just I'm mean, just it just upsets me that the Republicans have not figured out how to fight back. You know, about about um that congressman that lied, the people that are that congressman that lied. Well, you got to narrow it down Santo, for us. Santo. No, it's Santo. Oh, him. You know, the, the, the ones that are already sitting, they have made thousands more lies than he has. They, and they made money off those lies. I mean, come on. But my main point is the Republicans don't know how to fight back against the Democrats' stupid tactics, which is only one or two of them.
1: Uh, of them you know, I, I, all right. I, I don't know if I agree with you. I mean, uh, this is still a democracy. Supposed to be a democracy, right? the The Democrats are in such lockstep. I mean, they coalesced around Joe Biden for crying out loud. They'll, 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 they stick together on anything. They, they coalesced around the. They just, they got that going for them. And when they talk about unity, what they really mean is uniformity. I'd rather be in a party where there's a bit more uh, discussion, a bit more openness, a bit more friction, a bit more disagreement. And I know it may look messy and it might put us at a short-term disadvantage and i'm not a republican by the way but i uh the democrats the way they sign up for just about anything that's uh that's not america ed i don't know i don't know but keep going what else
5: if you if you're a democrat i don't want to say anything more i'm sorry i'm not a democrat
1: i just because okay. you're going to make assumptions okay. you know me better than that
5: okay let's what let, i but i do i do want to say one thing and that is when the Democrats are up against trouble, what they do is they say, "Well, the Republicans are worse." It's always been like that. Yeah, and 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 why don't we learn from it? Why, and why don't we fight back? I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's that's my feeling. Well, I this,
1: mean, this, I, know, I I don't know. I mean, look, I mean, I, I, I know you're frustrated, but uh, you know, just look at the news. Look at Jim Jordan. You think he's not fighting back? <laughs> Listen to these guys. It's too easy to sit back and say, oh, they're not fighting back. I mean, they haven't come up there to Middletown to tell you about it. Hey, by the way, do you know uh, Johnny Brennan? He lives up there. Do you know him?
5: Um, I think so. I think he's a great guy.
1: Yeah, he's the best. And uh, all we got to do is make sure that he makes friends again um, with his buddy there because they broke up. And I come on. Come on. All right. Thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah. Let's try Mike and Wayne. Mike, hi. How you doing?
7: Good. Um unfortunately if Michelle Obama runs, she's gonna win because there's so many dimwits in this country. Wait, what? And I ordered your I, oh, man. She's gonna win yeah. if she runs, unfortunately. A lot of Dimwits in this country.
1: Dimwits. Um Michelle Obama nice. Michelle Obama I do believe is gonna run. They're very excited about her. Even though and I got a friend, his name is Joel Gilbert, he wrote a book about Michelle, he made a movie about Michelle. He also made a movie called The Trayvon Martin Hoax, Uh, and he's got her number. And he knows all about what she did when she was a hospital administrator, not even the top hospital administrator. She had some community affairs job at a hospital. Uh, That's all she's really ever done other than make these Netflix movies that nobody watches. Um, She's a real hater, too. Look at her dissertation that she wrote in Princeton. She got; they bent all the rules to get her in that school, and she's just bitter and mad. And I think she's back to hating America. And she has this kind of um, uh, this presence. Remember, it is what it is. Remember, we felt like she was going to throw a tantrum if Trump were reelected. That was part of it. It's a kind of a tool that these guys use. Like Joe Biden, his yelling—it actually works. It works with people. It shuts them up. It makes the media scared. Anyway, uh, Wayne, uh, what else about the dimwits? No, Greg, I just wanted to say, I forgot, I wanted to mention your book. I can't hear you, man. Thank you. I think you got my book. I can't tell for sure. Mike, I'm so sorry. I can't hear you. Wayne does. You're in Mike. Mike's in Wayne, New Jersey, and the the cell service isn't so hot over there. We've been having with the problems with the phones. Still, maybe it's us. All right. Thank you. Give me a moment.
4: Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's Precious Metals Dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves. So are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify. Your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1 866 303 6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's PriorityGoldGuide.com.
2: Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, by the way, my book, um, Justice for
1: All How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement, it's very supportive of law enforcement, obviously. Uh, But not blindly so. And actually, I do take exception uh, to certain moments, to certain episodes, and certain figures in law enforcement who I think really made matters uh, worse, a lot worse. And uh, here's uh, from my book. Perhaps you'll remember the man I'm about to talk about. Um, Possibly the most absurd, shameful moment in the history of law enforcement came when he stood, Bill de Blasio, with his first NYPD commissioner, Bill Bratton who held up a large bag of oregano resembling marijuana for the cameras. Persons found to be in possession of this amount of marijuana, 25 grams or less, may be eligible to receive a summons instead of being arrested. Bratton announced in November 2014, while he promised that burning marijuana would remain arrestable, the image of the city's top cop smiling, while holding out what seemed like a big bag of pot, sent out the message that New York was embracing its decriminalization and subsequent normalization. And, man, did that come true or what? Oh, gosh, this stuff is so disgusting, and it will ruin your life. I, every now and then I get some libertarian who calls me, Greg, you don't understand. You don't understand. This stuff is a— No, you don't understand. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. One— Puff of this crap can send people into a psychotic episode. A drink is not going to do that. You gotta have another drink and another drink and another drink. I'm not even messing with alcohol these days. But one puff and you're screwed. Big time. Uh hey, where's that Chris Christie? Chris Christie on Joe Biden. I you know, I'm not crazy about Chris Christie, but boy oh boy, he was very good the other day on the Sunday show. Um He just laid into and you should have seen the panel. He laid into Joe Biden and the panel was going nuts like, oh, my gosh, you really shouldn't be saying that. Cut 58, please. Cut 58. 58.
2: We got to remember what the 2020 election was like. Joe Biden didn't barely have to leave his basement in Wilmington. He didn't have to campaign. Do you see Joe Biden on Air Force One doing seven, eight campaign stops a day at 82 years old? and being effective can you imagine how many gaps are going to be in those speeches how many mistakes how many outright falsehoods there will be but not because of any other reason he's just making it up look look, well, he's I, not, I John, look he's not he is not capable of running a traditional american race you
1: hear that guy what, what we, oh, no, no i don't i don't think any of that's true the fake news still trying to protect and back up joe biden Chris Christie is wrong about a lot, but not what he just said. And, of course, he had to slam Trump uh, along the way. Uh, Let's try Jim. He's our truck-driving friend. Hello, Jim. Where are you right now? There's a damn—oh, shoot. I think you might be under surveillance as well. It's scratchy. I don't like this. What?
3: I just pulled over waiting for you. The hot dog guy had to start rolling again. I'm up uh, at 17 in Slotesburg, New York. Okay, so what's up? It's not the marijuana thing. It is a gateway drug, and I'm no prude. I grew up in the 80s where, you know, everyone, cocaine was everywhere. I tried it, never liked it. Same thing with pot, but the pot today is so much stronger. I'm raising two granddaughters, and we live in a farm, and it sound like Mayberry. You say you, here. you
1: wait, granddaughters? Is that what you said? Yes. You sound like a young kid. How old are you? Fifty-eight. Uh, already got granddaughters, huh? Well, all right, uh, all right. Keep got, going. Anyway,
3: long story short, they got a bucolic life, farm, four wheelers. Watch them like a hawk. The one started smoking pot, and I didn't know about it. One weekend, she hung out with these other kids. We didn't know. She's 18 now, and it ended up her being at a drug house where I almost kicked the door and was gonna start killing people. I both
1: <laughs> yeah, I know about yes. you. You will. You'll make good
3: on that. Don't kill anybody. See? I got right. her out of there, and I had to put her in rehab. Oh. And but you know what? It, it, people say, "Oh, you know, it, it loads your inhibition. It's so strong today, and it loads your inhibitions to do other things." Yeah,
1: we so, need we need those inhibitions. Those inhibitions are good. I'm glad you got her straightened out. But what you said there, it could happen in the country. It can happen on a farm. On a farm.
2: Uh... Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative, on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Well, now this is an item. Wow. I was just uh, handed something. We all knew that Hunter had a pension for prostitutes. But here I've got a video, and it's from an impeccable source of him actually interacting with one. Not sexually. It seems like... A, the prostitute is upset about what we don't know for sure. But Hunter grabs his cell phone and is recording the entire conversation and just saying, okay, I never heard you, right? You can't say I hurt you, but she is annoyed. I'm going to turn this thing around. Uh, unusual for Hunter. There are no curse words in it. <laughs> uh, n- none at all. But this woman is very upset. And she claims that – it's hard to tell what the hell she claims. But he's like, I gave you $10,000, and I didn't hurt you, right? Say that, right? And he's rolling his phone. Um, Let me see. This is from the Marco Polo people. Have you heard of Marco Polo? It's a nonprofit group. uh, Rather, um, I guess they are – what do you call them? Uh, They're non – well, they're partisan, but they're nonprofit and guess who just went after them? Hunter Biden's lawyers wrote the IRS saying, you guys have to go after Marco Polo Foundation because we think their tax-exempt status, uh, they don't deserve it. Imagine that the the son of the president of the United States is lobbying, uh, pressuring uh, people like the IRS, the Department of Justice, uh, to conduct investigations that happened. We saw those letters last week. It got I, I mentioned it on my show, but I probably should have done more on it. Hey, do me a favor. Turn that around when you can, okay? Don't worry. There are no curse words. And <laughs> although there were plenty of curse words at the Grammys, I know that they were bleeping things like crazy. Anybody see Smokey Robinson uh, when he had to give the award to whoever the guy was in the devil costume? He wrote a very sick song called Unholy. And Smokey... I can tell he's like, he doesn't feel right about the moment. You know, Smokey Robinson, he's from Detroit. He grew up in Motown. I would bet that he has a gospel music, uh, if not background, that he dabbled in gospel music, at least as a kid. So when he has to say the word unholy, he's like, oh, what? You can just tell he's not down with the party all of a sudden. Cut 54, please. Cut 54. And the Grammy goes to Smokey Robinson.
2: Unholy. Sam Smith and Kim Petris.
1: It was in his eyes. He just looked a little uh, uncomfortable with it. And Unholy is one unholy song. Then again, uh, what's his name? Smokey Robinson has really changed his tune. His album is called Orgasm. I... He put out an album called Orgasm. Uh Smoky Rock. 83 years old. He's it's it's called Orgasm. Alright, so he's changed his tune. Remember? If I could see you. You remember all those happy songs about love and peace? If I could just hold your hand once. Uh now he's uh now he's making the orgasm album. Uh oh. And then the first transgender woman, Kim Petra. That's her name, Kim Petra. She co-wrote or co-sang that unholy song i actually don't think she's transgender i think she's a full woman and like you're going to see more and more of they're going to lie about it because transgender gets more status uh therefore more power and more money there's there's money to be made in transgender but here she is bragging about uh about all that stuff cut 55 cut 55
5: Sam graciously wanted me to accept this award because I'm the first uh, transgender woman to win this award. I just want to thank um, all the incredible transgender legends before me who kicked these doors open for me so I could be here tonight. My mother believed me that I was a girl and um, I wouldn't be here without her.
1: I believe it as well. I believe you're a girl. I believe you're making it up, Uh, Kim Petra that you're making it up for the status and the money and the power that come with being transgender these days. However, you know what does not come with the transgender? Um, Just declaring yourself transgender, devoting your whole life around your genitals? Uh, You know what does not come? Peace, tranquility, happiness. Those things you will always be chasing because your genitalia does not dictate that, in my opinion. A lot of people went. A lot of transgender people went to this uh, thing, and we were just supposed to admire their courage. Admire their courage. They got standing ovations. And then Nissan, the car company. Nissan. I never owned a Nissan. Uh, I owned a lot of Hondas. Not a lot at one time. It makes it sound like I had a garage full of Hondas. I had a Honda Accord for nine years, and then another Honda Accord for... Three years and another Honda Accord for seven years. Anyway, I like Hondas. Never bought a Nissan. My Uncle Kenneth had a Nissan. I thought it was very nice. They're well-made. They're Japanese. Uh, What the hell does it have to do with uh, music and black artists? Nissan and black musicians. Is there any tie-in? No. Uh, But it's Black History Month. Nissan, at least the North American Nissan, is totally woke. The Japanese Nissan is not woke. Believe me, they're not woke. But here's the Nissan. Here's the North America. This is, this is a car commercial, by the way. 56. Cut 56.
4: Nissan has hired some of the brightest black music creators to work on some of our major campaigns.
5: The mission, you ask? To continue to champion the
0: next generation of black voices in music and tech.
3: This year, Nissan's taking the mission even farther, making more lanes so that music creators
2: like me can shine. The question is, are you ready?
1: Are you ready? Um, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I three black people in a car, in a Nissan, I take it, talking about their, bragging about their partnership with Nissan and how Nissan is going to champion black musicians and creators. Uh... Why would they do that? I don't care what month it is. Why would they do that? Because the music business is very competitive. It's, no matter what you are, it's very competitive. And if anything, quite frankly, um, I don't think there's any underrepresentation. Uh, black, uh, blacks are not underrepresented in music, in entertainment in general probably, but especially in music. How does this make the, uh, I don't know, some white violin player feel? Or some Asian uh, uh, aspiring DJ. I don't know. I don't think it makes them feel included. Makes them feel, uh, well, it's not about feelings. But you know what I mean. That's not right. All right, do we have the prostitution stuff? All right, so this is... Sorry. (laughs) Uh, I just got this from the Marco Polo people. Nonprofit. They've been devouring the laptop. Man, this guy... You know, you heard of the cloud. This guy had a... The whole weather system of clouds, cloud computing. He had a lot of stuff stored all over the place, Hunter did. And he, he, it's a video, and he's talking to a person we presume is a prostitute. All right, go ahead and roll it, please. He's walking down the stairs. It's video of, of walking down the stairs and walking into a, a little den.
4: Sweetheart? Hey.
6: Hey. Are you okay? Hey. Stop for a second.
1: Stop. Uh, she Stop. Uh, she's dressed and she looks like she's putting on her boots. And I think we've heard enough of Hunter to recognize his voice, right? That's Hunter. Okay, keep going.
5: Are you hurt in any way? Okay. Any,
1: any way are you hurt?
5: Well, so...
6: Hey, is anything hurt on you? Anything? I was literally saying, I'm sorry that it took so long to give you
7: $10,000.
6: Do you have any bruise, anything? Is any? Have I ever touched you in a bad way? Ever. Have I asked you every time if I could touch you? Every time. Sweetheart, look at me. You cannot talk to me that way and say things like that because I'm more respectful than anyone you've ever met. Are you okay? What?
1: And he walks out. She's yeah. it sounds like she's speaking Russian on the phone. I thought you said you wanted water. It's the only water I have. Wow, it's the only water I have. Wow. Is he really better than anybody has ever treated her ever? parents huh I guess he's talking about uh, other clients something weird must have happened for him to grab the phone and try to document all that stuff and say a bunch of self-serving uh make a bunch of self-serving statements that's pretty weird that's very weird but this is hap- this is all over the place and the fake news how can Joe Biden appear in public as he often does he's in front of the reporters All day. he must live in fear about this question actually being asked Anybody can do it, but they don't. They only ask about stuff that happened 10 seconds ago or uh, the economy or uh, anything not balloon related. (laughs) Uh, He's not going to talk about the balloon until until uh, well, until the balloon has been taken care of. And I know I'm allowed to talk about it, He's allowed to talk about the balloon. Um, uh, Oh, here's something else. The military works for us. We don't work for the military. And I say that as a military man. I was pleased to have served. It was a great experience. I got so much out of it. And that's it. Nobody should cut me any breaks or do any special favors for me. Not that anybody is. Because I was in the military. Um, But there's something kind of sinister going on. And politicians use the military. They hide behind them all the time. Hide behind them. Now, um, and here's an example of that. Joe should have taken care of this damn balloon when it was over Idaho. Instead, he waited 2,400 miles for it to go over South Carolina. Now, whose fault is that? Joe ordered the damn thing shot down ASAP, right? Well, listen to what he says next. Oh, the military told me to wait. Cut
4: 44 I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible. they decided without doing damage to anyone on, on the ground. they decided that the best time to do that was it got over water outside within our within 12 mile limit. They successfully took it down and I want to compliment our aviators who did it and we'll have more to report on this uh, a little later. Thank you. The
3: the to
1: China on. On to see all right the military told them to wait and that's what you're supposed to do right just listen to the military whatever they say goes oh sir yes sir the general made a recommendation you know what you do sometimes you fire generals you know what you do sometimes you say general that's the wrong answer we're going to do this and then they say sir yes sir we have empowered the military so much. And quite frankly, I am so sick of these generals and how political they've become. And the fake news uh, giving people points, especially president, you're supposed to follow the advice no matter what they say. I'll show you in a moment how spectacularly wrong the military has been for the past 20 years. But first, you must pay deference to anyone in uniform, right? Cut 49.
4: The administration did what politicians usually say they want administrations to do, uh, follow the advice of of the Pentagon, of the generals, of the admirals. The important thing is here you know, that the president acted decisively and responsibly.
5: The White House is adamant that the president
1: was listening to the advice of his military commanders who told him to wait. Told him to wait. Told them to wait. I would have told them to shut the hell up. Are you kidding me? We're going to wait until this thing flies all the way across the country. Kill it Now now well we have no planes that go that high oh really you don't have any u2s laying around the u2 spy plane what's the ceiling of the u2 spy plane i think it's about ninety thousand feet might even be higher than that let me look it up this is why you need somebody with a little bit of military experience who knows a little bit about military hardware and is not intimidated by these jerks Too many. Oh, I I can't say anything. Let's see here. Ceiling, 70,000 feet. The U-2 spy plane, which is capable of carrying armaments, by the way, the ceiling is 70 freaking thousand feet. What we ultimately did uh, was very crude, very crude using that F-22 in full view of everybody. Very odd, very strange. It made us look small. All right. Oh, I got to hold this until we come back, all right? The military, hey, we are letting down we are letting down those 18-year-olds who sign up and those 22-year-olds who sign up right out of college, right out of high school, right out of college. I used to say was, I'd recommend to anybody joining the military. I will not say that anytime soon again. If you're thinking about it, I would uh I take a great big think before I took the plunge. Give me a moment please. I'll uh, play that when we get back.
2: Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Yeah, uh, I have not been talking about it much. With the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. Have you seen this stuff? 5,000 people. I'm seeing these buildings just come toppling down. Is it because our construction is that much better in America and our regulations are that much tighter? Is it? You know, you hear about these things happening uh, overseas, and the devastation always seems to be a lot more. You know, we have these things. We have tremors. We have earthquakes. um, But I think America, we kind of redid everything after that great earthquake in San Francisco. What was that, 1905 or something like that? Uh, And buildings have uh, been built differently ever since, and obviously they're much bigger now. Is that part of it? Uh, God. And, of course, you know, there are most likely people alive under the rubble, and I'm seeing that there's the occasional success story. They find somebody, you know, tapping on metal or tapping on concrete, but uh, tough stuff. Uh, Usually New York and something like this, we send over a contingent, and that would be something. That would be something. Uh, Quite frankly, I'm going to go to, uh, well, the one man I know with Turkish— I mean, I actually, I, I, Dr. Raz, His parents were born in Turkey. I want to go to his Twitter and see what he's talking about. I'm sure he's talking about something here. Uh, yep. Sure enough, uh, let's uh let's go through this here. Is he in Turkey? Um, Dr. Mehmet Oz. The recent earthquake has devastated areas of Turkey and Syria, and the extreme cold has made rescue efforts particularly challenging. I have traveled through the region and visited refugee camps on both the Turkish and Syrian sides of the border. And he goes on from there. Um, Please join me in supporting the international effort to provide humanitarian aid in response to this crisis through the IFRC, Emergency Response Fund, here. IFRC, what does that stand for? International Fund of the Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies. Your kindness is powerful. All right, Dr. Roz. I appreciate that. we gotta, I got to go retweet that. And uh, all right, more on that military stuff when we come back. And uh, let's say some prayers for these people over there, okay? I'll be back.
2: Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, one of the lies Joe
1: Biden will say tonight, uh, you know, Inflation, inflation. I wonder if he's going to be as nasty about it as he was the other day. Uh, cut sixty-two. Joe Biden. Remember when he became president? Uh, inflation was like at one and a quarter percent. Okay. Cut sixty-two, please. Taking
0: any blame for inflation,
6: Could
4: you
1: just, Mr. President? Are you taking blame for inflation? No. Right.
4: Why not? Because it was already there when I got here, man. Remember man. what the economy was like when I got here? Jobs were hemorrhaging. Inflation was rising. We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here. We were in real economic difficulty. That's why I don't.
1: Wow. Tough guy, too, huh? I like what the reporter said. Why not? (laughs) Because it's so obvious. He takes credit for this stuff. You know, we were turning the economy back on after the shutdown uh, that was brought about in part, I believe, by the swamp that wanted to get you reelected and knew that you were unelectable in a conventional campaign. So they had to keep you protected in the basement. What the hell kind of fraud was that? Jeez. It can get you angry. It can also make you laugh. More anger than laughter right now when it comes to Joe Biden. Oh, and just remember this when it comes to the military. Uh, It takes a pretty brave and adventurous person to join the military. It takes a pretty timid and weak person to stay all the way up until general. Timid and weak. Too often. Not always, but often afraid to go back out into the real world. Don't know what the hell's going to happen out there. But everything's organized in the military. Everything's organized. And those who make general are the ones who uh know how to, well you've seen it in corporate life as well, let's face it. Kiss the boss's ass. Okay? And then uh, how do you how do you kiss the boss's ass? I mean other than, you know, being uh, like, w- w- what does that actually mean practically speaking? Often it means telling the boss what you think the boss wants to hear. Oh, boy, did I see that in the military. Oh, goodness gracious. I remember I was about to go see um, the then chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, a guy named Shally Kashavili, and he was in Camp Pendleton. And I don't remember the occasion, but he wanted to speak to a cross-section of Marines. He wanted some pilots in the room. He wanted some infantry guys in the room. He wanted this and that. Okay, great. Do you know how many meetings we had before we even, like, okay, you're going. Now, let's talk about what you're going to say and what you're not going to (laughs) say. It's like, what? They took all the fun out of it. Oh, you mean we can't just tell them what's really going on? Are you crazy? Uh, No, it doesn't work that way. All right, so um, we got a system like that that's not really big on candor. Uh, And this is the result. you got a bunch of people, a bunch of yes-men, pretending that things are going well in Iraq and Afghanistan when they're going to crap. All that lying, all that sucking up, all that ingratiation gets people killed. Sure, it can get you promotions, but it'll also get you killed. And listen to this. One after the next after the next of these political suck-ups lying to us, and even worse, lying to themselves about what was happening over there. You're gonna hear clips, this goes from 2001 to 2023, all right, about how well we're doing in Afghanistan. Cut
2: 50. I think uh, that the development of the Afghan army is on a very good path right now. We, we've made tremendous strides incredible progress in the last 20 months. The solid partnership has been the thing that has been really striking for me all around the country. It's fair to ask if we're winning in Afghanistan. I believe the answer is yes and several facts allow me to say that with confidence. And we've seen some great,
4: great uh, progress in some of the operations based even at the tactical level on the intelligence
7: uh, structure.
2: They showed me the positive changes they have helped bring about, the villages they can now enter. And the Afghan police and forces—they are training and trying to improve. Yeah, that was the biggest lie, by the way.
1: And you could see through it. I am telling you, the moment you met one of these uh, Afghan forces in training or Iraqi forces in training, I didn't trust them for God's sake. I am sorry, I didn't. I knew they were ragtag. And what happened? They quit fifteen minutes into the fight. Fifteen minutes it took them to fold. And all along, oh, they're doing, we're seeing great progress. Oh, it's amazing progress. And these are the people we're supposed to listen to now. And we're not going to shoot down that balloon until it gets over water. You see, a lifetime of lying to yourself, lying to your boss. That's what you get. Well, shoot it down over the, over the ocean, if that is what happened. But then you get a crummy president like uh, Joe Biden, and he just goes along with that. You Think Trump would? And Trump saw right through these guys immediately, immediately. He saw it was all show. He saw it was all a game. He saw when you take off those stars, you got ordinary guys. Ordinary. Except that they played the game a little bit better than the others. And they got to be a general. Thanks a lot. It's good for you, not for me. Not for us. Tom is in Brooklyn, yes. I.
0: Good afternoon, uh, Mr. Kelly. Um, I'm, uh, I agree with you on most of the stuff that you say, and a lot of it, you know. Uh, I have a disagreement or a question, actually. Uh, you said, I um, heard uh, you say that a puff of one uh, stuff, like meaning cannabis, could send you into a psychotic episode. Are absolutely. Right? Abso- Positively, absolutely, again. it can. Uh, are you talking about fleece cannabis right. or the high-level yeah, 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 cannabis? You
1: guys, you, 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 pot, you potheads, you all know these gradations and whatever. I don't know what the hell was in that stuff, and most people don't either. Uh, it Oh, gosh, it is the worst stuff in the world. Now, I will tell you this, Tom. And, uh, you know, they don't tell you this on the – it doesn't come with ins- – one time I smoked – I took that puff after I had uh, some alcohol. And that's a really bad combo, right? I think so. That could that could explain why I went so nuts?
0: Could be, yes, sir. But no. I also want you to know that, I also want your audience to know that alcohol is a very damaging drug.
1: I'm not going to gonna argue body. with you. I'm not going to argue with you, but I'm no. telling you, dude, no. look, alcohol stinks as well. But too many people, hey, do you know the Food and Drug Administration, they've not signed off on any of this pot stuff.
0: No, that's true. And they're making all these strains that are like really high potency. I mean, talking about something like 30% THC in them, and you can't go near that stuff. That stuff will kill you. Are you the Chinese. guy
1: – are you a veteran, and you told me that this stuff helps you?
0: A little bit, yeah. I uh, I am going – I've been to the detox for the alcohol more than once. And um, in order to get off of the alcohol after a while, they give you pills. The pills don't work for me well. I don't really like the feeling of it, so I started smoking cannabis. Smoking it is unhealthy for me. I started taking the gummies, but it, it's not something that you could do on a regular basis. I'm not naive. I know this is a drug, and I know it's harmful. It wrecks your brain. It destroys brain cells. It does a lot of damage. not the same as alcohol, though, and I need you, people to, with your audience to say. You said drink after drink doesn't cause psychosis, but it does. You can have alcohol, psychosis, delirium, tremors. It's bad. I heard some
1: uh, that's all bad. It's all bad. Hey, let me ask you this. Are you, uh, how like long uh, you're sober? I mean, how long?
0: No, I'm not really sober because I smoke pot. I don't consider myself sober.
5: Yeah.
0: Um, but what I do, I'm going, I'm going to another PTSD program to try to work on some issues. And I won't be able to do pot there or anything like that. So, but I'm not going to take the pills either. I'm not going to get hooked on Adderall or Clonopins or all those other drugs that the VA were, uh, you know, handing out like candy at times. Yeah. So they don't do it as much. I mean, they, they, they've controlled themselves a lot better. But I don't like that. And I'm, I'm, I'm an addict. I, I'm an alcoholic. I can't go near that kind of stuff. And even the cannabis has helped, but it's I'm not I'm not naive, and I don't want people to think that I am. It's it's a drug and hey, can I
1: ask you something? You you mentioned yes, PTSD. Sir. Post-traumatic stress. Okay, post-traumatic. What was the trauma? What happened?
0: I have a, what they call complex PTSD, I multiple traumas. Um, I had some issues over in in um, Iraq. In um, like,
3: well, what um, happened?
0: I, I was blown up by an IED and uh, broke my back. Um, what else happened? I just had a lot of issues. You know, you're getting shot at. You know, I to shoot back. The Roe told you, you know, you can't shoot back unless you you can see your person. You know, but if you've got bullets flying at you, what, what are you going to do? Aren't you going to shoot back? You're not allowed. At times they held your hand. I mean, they, they handcuffed you to that gun. I had a 50 cal, and I could take out anybody at 800, 900 meters, right? They weren't allowed. You're not allowed. allowed to do it.
1: Uh, listen. Uh, There's you got a lot. You got right a lot. You. I know you got a lot on your plate. And uh, yes, I want you to get better. Can I just make one? I don't know if you're a person of faith. I don't know.
0: Well, what's the first book I'm buying? The first book I'm buying is that that book that you talk about, the um, Bible. Yeah, I really want to get that book. And the other one is I'll, I'll buy you a book too because I, I like it. You. You're a great. Uh, you're a great guy, Colonel. And I uh, I get a lot from your programs most of the time. So all right, yeah, Tom. Tom, really look, it would be.
1: It well, listen. Uh, what 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 service were you in? Army. Uh, all right and and you know I've been talking about that bible uh you know I mentioned it a couple of times a week the Charles Stanley Life Principles Bible it really did change things for me and it didn't happen all at once it was gradual it was like kind of going to the gym and I you know I uh, anyway listen uh if you don't mind if it's okay with you I'd love to send you I happen to have a new copy and uh uh can I send you it uh, Serious? Uh, yeah yeah uh, yeah sure nope. absolutely Okay no I problem mean,
0: I I could pay for it I have money I mean but I'll you know Bible's a Bible, and, and I've heard you talk about it. All right. Change your life. No problem. It's a good thing. All right. End.
1: So do me a favor, Rich. will take this one away. Okay. We really got to – oh, wait. You'll – all right. Take a picture and all that stuff. All right. Thank you, uh, Tom. Um, and uh, I always love doing that, actually. It's uh, – oh, boy. That is a lot. That is a lot. He was uh, – that's a real deal there, hmm? you know? Oh, gosh. um. All right, we want to. I think I, I'm I'm very optimistic about him, though, right? I'm optimistic, and uh, what else? What else is going on? Let's take one more while we're at it. Uh, oh, Ellie is in Minola. Uh, hi,
5: hi, Greg. Uh, first, I think we should all have a, a prayer for Tom for healing. Um, that's some story. Um, I'm actually I'm, the reason I'm calling is yesterday when you, you were speaking with Barbara, you were asking for some recommendations. For some, for a book that is kind of covers what's going on today, and prior to receiving your book in the mail, I was reading uh, General Flynn's introduction to the Fifth Generation Warfare. This is a book every person has to read. It, he he lays out with his co-author Boone Cutler um, exactly what's going on in the world, what is Fifth Generation Warfare how we're being manipulated, and it's got a whole dictionary of all the terms that people are throwing around without really understanding it. And in the back of the book, he also has uh, 10 rules. All right, hold
1: on. What's the name um, of the book? What's the name of the book?
5: It's called uh, Introduction to 5GW, and it's by General you know, Michael Flynn and his uh, Sergeant Boone Cutler. It's a small book. But it's it's set out in like a like almost like a dictionary type format.
1: All right, I'm into it. it I'm into it. It's uh,
5: amazing. It's an amazing book. But everyone has to read your book first. buy <laughs> by, <laughs> by your book first, which which is your book is excellent. By the way, I'm almost done with it. And uh, but this book is something that everybody has to read to know, understand what's what's really going on in our world. You know,
1: it's I was amazing. just thinking, General Flynn. You know how they screwed him over so bad. He was a national security advisor, and they got him in a perjury trap. They got him in a trap. They got him to actually inadvertently – they accused him of lying. I don't think he even lied. They actually – they said, did you have any contact with any Russian agents uh, between now, this day, and like uh, five years ago, whatever it was? And he's like, "Uh, well, no, no. Because the question sounded so nefarious, right? It just sounds, it, it puts you in the defensive. I, uh, Oh, really? Well, what about that phone call you had with the National Security Advisor to Vladimir Putin? And he's like, oh, that counts? I mean, that's part of my work. You guys made it sound like, you know, have I ever met a Russian agent in an alleyway? That's how they set him up. And they, they had to get rid of him. And then the FBI came at him. And what else about the FAA? Do you remember when Trump stood up for him? He said, hey, hey, hey are you guys really going to – I hope you can let this go. Is this really going to be a thing? And then they try to accuse Trump of obstruction of justice. That's called being a human being. We're not freaking robots, okay? You, you don't just – then we should just make a manual the Commander-in-Chief and just look at the book all day long, right? What 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 does this regulation say? Oh, I'm not allowed to talk to the FBI director. I'm the chief executive. I'm the chief executive law enforcement officer in the world. Anyway, sorry. Michael Flynn's a great guy, and I I hate what they did to him. All right, we're all going to buy the book. Uh, Thank you, Ellie, and uh, thanks very much. I'll be right back. Uh...
2: Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's me. Hey, is Joe Biden going to call us uh, extreme MAGA Republicans all over again? Is that what we are? I'm okay with that. I'm extremely for the United States Constitution. I am extremely for winning wars, not losing them. I am extremely against fighting unnecessary wars. I am extremely pro-First Amendment, Second Amendment. In fact, I love all the amendments. Uh, yeah, I do actually. Uh, <laughs> I Just love, is that extreme too extreme? Hey, trans lives matter. Did you see these guys? You're a, they're they're waging an insurrection in Oklahoma. They took over the Oklahoma state capital. What the hell are they going to do with that? <laughs> a lot of things at that. They, don't take over capitals. I hear, and I have to see this for myself that they have built big fences. They broke out the. Joe Biden inauguration fences uh for tonight's big speech. Those fences were actually just to uh further falsely tarnish and shame uh MAGA. Oh, you the insurrectionists, you and in the, in the insurrection, you doubting even for a moment that Joe Biden got more votes than any human being in history. Yeah, I still doubt that. You bet I doubt that. You bet! I doubt that, don't you? All right. Uh, the people at Newsmax have been good enough. I'm uh going to be promoting my book on numerous shows today. I'm going to be on the uh, National Agenda Show. I'm going to be on the Rob Schmidt Show. Uh, I think I'm going to be on the Sean Spicer Show. I'm going to. Uh, that's later in the week. Um. So, and oh, by the way, I'm going to be uh, talking a lot about that screw job that we got from AT and T's Direct TV. I think they are regretting their decision. I don't know. I'm not privy, but I think they made a colossally huge mistake in getting rid of Newsmax. And People do not like uh, turning on their favorite TV show, and it's not there. It just really makes them angry, and uh, it's happened to me once or twice. Um, Unfortunately, my cable provider has Newsmax, and they're not screwing around with it. All right, so I got to go soon. Let's uh, check in with, excuse me. Uh,
3: Eric, hi. Eric hey, I can't take my, my sorry, Greg, my phone's locked. I can't take i the speak. I'll try. All right. Um, uh, Eric, I no, I got this
1: I got the, I'm sorry, I got that oh man, I can't yeah, take man, it. Just, I I I it's I, something's going on. All right, you're under surveillance. All right, be careful. Check check with your lawyer, okay? Michael in Rockaway Beach. Hello, Michael.
7: Yeah, how you doing, Greg? Um I, speaking to that point that you made about people thinking the military's gotta protect the country at all costs. I read this thing on Twitter. According to sources, former Trump-appointed Secretary of Defense James Mattis believed that Trump would be too aggressive, so he did not tell him about the Chinese spy balloons. Then you have some joker who responds, riding with Biden is his handle. We knew that without him saying a word, U.S. military are highly trained and committed to defending our republic, not some no-conscious traitor and his crime family selling out America."
1: Uh look I love the spirit but I actually don't believe General Mattis I think he's playing a game. You know this satellite this balloon rather was discovered we weren't told about it ordinary people saw it from the ground. That did not happen under Trump. It did not happen. And Mattis is playing some cute game uh with the fake news and they love Mattis. Uh he they 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 love that guy but he's just trying to if this is true and I you know, I, I saw some congressmen summarize what Mattis said. So I, I, until I hear it from Mattis, and I'm not a big Mattis fan, but I'm not going to – I can't jump on. I've heard that story. I, I don't have it confirmed, what he said. But I do know this. That is a fake – it's more than fake news. It is a Biden administration lie that these balloons happened during the Trump administration. Total and complete lie. Chris, thanks, Michael, in Monroe.
0: Hey, Greg, how are you? Good. I asked this question, and by the way, I, I I called you one time about the Jerky Boys. I'm a big fan, but anyway. Look, why did they use a, a quarter-million-dollar uh, Sidewinder missile to shoot this thing down instead of, like, a few bullets to take it down slow? I mean, you might know the answer to
1: that. Uh, well, number one, um, don't worry about the price of a Sidewinder. All right? We were shooting those things all the time. I shot yeah, several I sidewinders myself. I mean, you know, you can't nickel and dime uh, when it comes to that. Uh, it's not secondly, about money, well, no, I mean, you mentioned two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I don't know if it goes for that. I think it might even be more than that. Uh, I, more, I fired, yeah. I fired one uh, off the coast of uh, what the hell is that called again? That little peninsula below San Diego, Baja California. It was very cool. Um, well, it, it was a heat-seeking missile. Uh, I, I actually wondered the same thing. Uh, to be honest. I don't know why they used that missile. I don't actually necessarily believe it was a Sidewinder. I don't know if the heat signature was great enough. I think they could have used bullets. They could have tried deflating it. There were, it just seemed like they used a sledgehammer when they needed a scalpel. A scalpel. So I don't like anything about the way this was handled. And I was taken aback by the Sidewinder. I think bullets would have been uh, preferable. Uh, And you could have made that shot. You could have taken that shot. It might have taken a while, but you could have taken that shot. All right, thanks a lot, everybody. I'll see you soon. Many thanks.